Good evening, and welcome to Movies You Should See. This week we will be reviewing the 1990 film Miller's Crossing by the Coen Brothers, the first Coen Brothers film we have done to date. I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Richard Smith. I'm Alison Downing. I'm Tristan Ofield. And my name is Craig Bevan. I forgot well, I was well, sitting to the well, dealer's right. See? <laughs> well, I was, I was glad I got that over with him. Well, yeah. Wasn't you, sure you if did I, prove yourself. Well, um, wasn't sure if I could manage it, you know, not like the last time. Glad you me wrong, you know. Yeah. Well, it's the first time. Well, no, no. I do like it sometimes <laughs> when I'm right. Yeah. Okay. Coen Brothers, hey? Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers. Interesting. I can't believe we've gone through an entire year and not done another Coen Brothers film. I know. I know. What's the other one we did? We, we haven't done any. We haven't done any. You said another. We had, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I you fucked up. Him I fucked him up after the interview. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't prove me wrong. I just fucked up. No lubricant for you tonight, no. no. <laughs> Dry chafe. <laughs> Dry entry. Winners. We've nearly done our brother wow out though. Yeah, we oh, wow, 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 wow. Over there. Oh look, here it is. Have you? We, we've nearly done that many times. Listen to it, Sam. That's the soundtrack. But we've we've never done it. No. no, that's because there's not really much to say after. My hair, hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic film, and I think say, really. maybe we've struggled on doing a Coen Brothers one because it's about choosing which one we do, not about yeah that it's that none of them are as valid as the other. Well, I think this is an interesting choice because this one fits quite nicely into the Coen Brothers canon, as it were. I thought you were going to say two subgenres then. No, well. <laughs> Give me, give, me, give, give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> because you've got two subgenres of Coen Brothers films that you. Uh, I'm basically no fucking hell. You've got <laughs> you've got the comedies and you've got the serious ones, and this one fits nicely in the middle. This is a, an amalgamation of the two. Yeah, you've got. This isn't as serious as Blood Simple or The Man Who Wasn't There or Fargo, but it's not, and it's not as funny as. The Hudsucker Proxy or Raising Arizona or A Brother Where Art Thou but it does have moments of very funny very funny moments and very serious moments quite so, dark humour as well really isn't it mm-hmm. um, it brings the two together I mean Fargo was the same Fargo was the right. kind of the dark humour um, in the film and this this is I mean for me this is my favourite Coen Brothers film this is the best one out of the lot of them and I, I'm pretty open to people disagreeing with me on that statement well I think it's a close call between quite a few of them for me, I still think Fargo's my favourite. I would say Fargo's still my favourite. And I still love a lot of things about Barton Fink, you know. I think uh, that yeah. is an awesome Interesting enough, they awesome got writer's film. block during this, um, during Miller's Crossing. Which led to the Barton Fink so they wrote Barton character. Fink and they came back to this. And Barton Fink is about a writer with writer's with block. block. Yeah. And Barton being the bar that he goes Oh, into. it's all interconnected. Oh, <laughs> he lives in the Barton arms. That's what I meant, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think when we're doing something like a Coen Brothers movie, we start to wonder about whether we should do like a Coen Brothers special. Special. Or take... I think that would be unfair to there. some of their films. This, it, with these guys, you've got to take each film as it yeah. comes. Those yeah. the, the films all that deserve inter- international, individual scrutiny. Yes. Um, how on earth have I got international for individual? I do not know. <laughs> um, Whereas but, we, we have sort of toyed with the Tarantino special, which would be far more appropriate than yeah. it would be for these guys. Because yeah. Tarantino doesn't go as much off on one. No. Whereas these guys have... Similar sort of comic booky kind of thing going through most of their films, with the exceptions of Blood Simple and Fargo. Really, um, Fargo has a kind of comicky 
the comic book kind of thing still in there. Yeah. Now, has anyone seen Blood Simple? Anyone else seen Blood no, Simple? No, not not right. found so it. For those of you who haven't seen Blood Simple out there, it's the most in, the most the craziest of the Coen Brothers films because you can put it on and watch it from start to finish, and you won't have a fucking clue they made it. It's deadly serious. It's the mm. it's the it's not none of it's funny. It's a black black film. It's uh, not as in racially but in terms of subject matter and it is very very serious Tamba yeah and that's their first film Tamba that was their first film so you know you watch that and you, you it's it's mind boggling how they ever got to Raising Arizona from Blood Simple which mm. was their follow up film to that and some I think, would say talent yeah some would say talent <laughs> yeah. but you know and then they seem to have found their their niche with Raising Arizona not that Blood Simple is a bad film by any means it's a very very good film and should be watched but it's just not an, an instantly identifiable um, Coen Brothers, Brothers yeah, film yeah. Coen Brothers you know they've got the signature they've got the hallmarks haven't they they've got the snappy dialogue very very snappy dialogue and I think sometimes in Miller's Crossing it's almost breakneck yeah you have to rewind and hear it again the yeah. variance in paces between the character you know they've got the very slow character and then you've got the style of the character who speaks really fast and really fast Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi that's incredible I can't help feeling um, it's a very stylistic film uh, but I can't help feeling that it's very forced in places um, in well, terms but that, of the dialogue that, that kind of lends itself to the kind of cartoon it's nature of it as well definitely, because definitely. a lot of the some of the the violence in it is very over exaggerated like where some guy gets killed with a tommy gun and he's standing yeah. there shaking for about 20 minutes <laughs> before he goes down <laughs> yeah Ooh, you're gonna have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but we're leaping leaps and bounds ahead. Should we go back yes, and talk about the plot back. line? Yeah. Go on then. Okay. It's complicated. Oh, it's it. It's complicated in terms yeah. of where it goes. It's not complicated in terms of what it does. No. If that makes any sense. Took me a lot of effort to get into this. I always when tell. I first watched it. I don't know why I didn't tell you this, but I always tell people when they first watch it because you never tell me anything. I never tell you anything anymore. Um, <laughs> you're too wrapped up in your own life. Um, Back to lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever I, the first piece of advice I give when um, I give people when watching this film uh, is to put up with the first half an hour because it does take a lot to get into this film, and it took me a lot. In fact, I remember watching it the first time years ago and that was a good hand gesture there I like that yeah it was years ago it was kind of like a sweeping dismissal wasn't it it was um, (laughs) (laughs) dismissal stroking the hind legs of a camel (laughs) same thing Um, so years ago in the summer of 1980 god no no but anyway back in the day when I first watched this before it was made before it was made (laughs) when I was only knee high to a grasshopper um, and still stroking camels and still stroking camels backwards and forward like a car wash Um, (laughs) only you could see the act it was actually my impression of a fish Um, (laughs) camel fish we go back what the fuck yeah so when I first watched this I turned it off in the first 15 minutes and then came back to it and watched it again because I was bored and <laughs> so, that Never was mind. an yeah, that was an amazing story. But that's what you know, it, 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 it was worth it when we it got there. The conclusion, you see, you built it up too much and then it fell down on its face. It's hit every branch on the way down. Um, but it is, it, it is so hard to get into on the first fifteen or so minutes, from half an hour. Yeah, it's just because, of, like you said, snappy dialogue. It's just like boom, boom, boom. You're in this situation. You don't know what the fuck the film's about. He's talking about 
fixing fights, isn't he, at the start? Yeah. Mm. And, and name like, dropping. And name, name dropping. dropping. Left, right and centre, you're just like, shit, who am I following? What the fuck? You know what I mean? And mm. then it's suddenly... Well, I said, a point. Well, the other thing is always yeah. you have to pay, pay attention to who's getting named. And these yeah. people who you think, if you're not paying attention, then you lose a crucial detail. For, like, for the longest time, I didn't associate Steve Buscemi's character. Steve Buscemi's in one scene, mm. but he's a crucial character. See, yeah. I didn't actually have it. I, that was lost on me then, because I thought, I'd, what, help? Because he's Mink. He's the character of Mink. Oh. That's yeah. Steve. It's, yeah, see, there you go. I had the same thing. First knew, time I watched it. I only knew that because I was looking at IMDb whilst I was watching mm. it. Yeah. Can I say, I had none of these issues. I found it completely easy to watch. I was in it from the first really? bit of dialogue. Really? It's so hard to and watch. I was perfectly clear on who Steve Buscemi was. He's having a little role reversal here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I... I I absolutely loved this film. Yeah, and sorry, I was, I was, was talking to Rich. He was here a moment ago. <laughs> it was. I really enjoyed it. And what did I Bill didn't... Murray say to her? <laughs> <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, someone has come up on the forum um, saying that we should do a competition. I oh, know. In fact, sorry. No, it's a lie. It's a big lie. <laughs> it's a blatant lie. lie. It's a blatant lie. I'm Lord. just making shit up now and saying it. Yeah. Laurie. Hello, Laurie. Hello, Hello Laurie. Hiya. Um, I'm waving. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I did, you fools. For the same reason that we say good evening, no matter when yeah. we record. <laughs> Just continue stroking your camel. Okay. Um, right, yeah, Laurie suggested... Camel stroke. <laughs> Laurie suggested on um, MySpace, in fact, she messaged movies you should see, um, saying that we should come up with a competition... Um, at the end of Lost in Translation, where Bill Murray says something to Scarlett Johansson, the best line wins. So the best made-up line of what he said to her at the uh, very end. And what did they win? Well, we've got to talk about this one. <laughs> you could win our respect. <laughs> you know, while we're talking about Laurie in competitions, she actually does have something that she offered to us as a competition Yes, prize, she does. Uh, that I've said we will take her up on. We've just not actually put it together. This I still intend to take her up on that. Seems like a very good idea. Assuming that she has it, and I've not said anything because I wanted to email her and say, right, we're going to do it this week. Right. Mm. Just to give us some sort of heads up, and then I've never got around to doing that and done it. Well, then let's talk to Laurie. We'll talk to yeah. Laurie. There might be a competition next week. Yeah, Tune in next week. Yes, competition. Tell your friends there'll be a competition. If you want to win it's shit. It's a good prize as well. It's it a very, prize. very, very good prize. Great prize. And I think you don't know what it is, do you, Craig? I know what it is. It's amazing. I want one myself. And I think the the actual competition itself might be based on questions that Laurie herself sent to us. Okay. Based on the fact we had a previous competition to win the flip chart thing when we did the Lords of the Rings episode. Did that get sent? And to her? the question was, yes, it did. Good. And the question was to send us questions. Ah, yes. And she was the only person who entered and thus won. <laughs> <laughs> so. She's happy. We have questions. She has a ripped-up piece of old paper that's travelled three thousand miles or more, which is excellent, and uh, a competition prize. So we'll set that up. But it's a good thing that you can send stuff like that with stamps, couldn't you? It's a glad good thing they came up with that concept. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you put another penny on, but it weighs more, so you got to put another penny. On I went to the post office. That place is amazing. <laughs> is this a new thing to you? They send letters and everything. Right, you can get your tax. Like I'm sure there's post offices in Miller's Crossing as well at some point. Are there? Yeah. No, I, think I they don't might think so. No, Miller's no, Crossing. No, no, definitely. Carry on, Rich. What are you saying? Miller's Crossing. <laughs> yeah. It's about when the films are going from being silent films into 
talking films. Oh, when the dad comes home after yeah. 15 years. Yeah. We yeah, did that joke last week. Everyone's bored. <laughs> that's two entirely. Clancy Brown! Clancy Brown! <laughs> <laughs> You Cock. found it right. I didn't. <laughs> 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 Just squeezed it in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without lubricant. Yeah. yeah. Did it squeak, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we? Yeah. yeah. No, talk about. At some well, point, about 15 minutes ago, we were talking about the fucking plot of this film. Yes, we were. And, so, okay. and then let's we drag lost back. the plot. God. Okay. Okay. Right. So what we've got two gangs. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's set the let's set the picture. We've got two gangs. Yeah. Um are they Italian and Irish? Yeah, they're Italian and Irish. Yeah. Um in a town in the depression in um what do you call it? Prohibition. In in the prohibition period. The so prohibition just before period. the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, just before the depression. So obviously bootlegging alcohol, that sort of thing, contraband. And one of the one of the gangs has the controlling factor in the city, this unnamed city that we're in. Um, another feature of Coen Brother films Leo. is not, is not yeah. to name the location. Yeah, Leo has the control. Leo has the control, who is Gabriel, Byrne, Tom, yeah, Gabriel Byrne's character, Tom's boss. Yeah. Um, and he works for the Irish gang. And Gabriel Byrne is a central character, unless you haven't worked that one out. Uh, yeah. Um, and then there's John Polito's Italian mafioso Casper, Casper, who um, hilarious, he's hilarious, Fucking and with jo- uh, John Polito was like a main character in like one season of Homicide, and yeah. he was fantastic, and he needs to be in more stuff, and no one uses him. Yeah, he him. just disappeared, really. Yeah, didn't he? he just he pops up. He's in The Big Lebowski briefly, and he's, yeah. but he's in various Coen Brother films briefly, like Hudsucker Proxy and stuff like that. Sorry, which one is he? Describe him to me. Mustache, bold. Is he funniest. Martin Fink? Yes. Is he the guy who works with the head of the studio? Yes. Gets, yeah, I yeah. know who you mean. Now. He's he's in yeah he's in Hudsucker Proxy, Barton Fink, Big Lebowski. Obviously, the Coen Brothers love him. Um, so because he keeps cropping up in there. Oh, man, who wasn't there as well. He's in that one. But they've got their little family of actors, haven't they? That they, they keep do. Being, like Francis McDormand and, and Steve Buscemi. Um, John Turturro yeah. he, he's amazing fantastic. in this film because oh, I first remember seeing him um, it was quite recently it was in Anger Management I think it was the first time I'd ever really seen him um, and then I kind of started working backwards and seeing lots of Adam Sandler films <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, you know, and just seeing slowly where he's cropped up and he was a complete surprise for me in this film mm. and not to jump ahead in the plot but I'm going to anyway when he's being marched to yeah. his death oh, is some of the best acting I've seen in a long time it's what fucking amazing yeah. what a performance throughout the whole thing as well not just that particular bit yeah. oh no but his it was character just, is oh. he's a real character actor though he's different in absolutely everything mm. yeah. and that was again just showing his extraordinary talent he mm-hmm. has he almost he almost steals the show um, yeah and he, he doesn't have that many scenes really no, does he no I, I would like to say he's actually my favourite character in this piece mm. oh Tom's my favourite character but no, I don't know I identified with Tom but I know I, I, I just got captured by um, mm. what's his name John, John Turturro what's his name in the actual thing oh oh now you're asking <sighs> balls <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, John Turturro's yeah. character. Um, we've Bernie. then Bernie, 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 Bernie Byrne Barn. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yep. Um, and Tom is secretly having an affair with Marsha Gay Harden's character, 
um, who is Leo's squeeze, and and Bernie's and sister. Bernie's sister. So it, it does get kind of complicated in the number of characters and how they all kind of interrelate and where everyone in this film has an angle as such. And where the loyalties lie. and Yeah, and mm. who they're willing to double-cross and who for yeah. and what for and yeah. and what is their Achilles heel as well. Everyone seems what's to have the a... motivation, what's their Achilles heel? Yeah, yeah it seems to be that kind of thing. Um, and then Tom then... Yeah, that's it. Uh, Bernie is... Uh, um, fix it, throwing a fight, throwing a fight which Casper's uh, character has fixed. He doesn't trust the fix. He wants to kill her brother, but she's fucking Leo, who won't let him fuck her brother. It becomes very complicated within the first scene. Mm. So you, you've got to sort of identify these motivations very early on, and yeah. who's yeah, like we said, whose angle is what. Um, but then what effectively becomes is a game of Tom playing off each of the mobsters against each other yeah. mm. and switching sides and switching loyalties but is he actually is it all part of a big plan and you're not entirely sure do um, I remember you saying a while back that this was Gabriel Byrne's finest hour you think I think it is yeah see I looked yeah. at it and I thought this is only his finest hour because he's he's just let run there's not many other films where his main character mm. you know, and, and, and able to and able to stretch his acting legs so to speak yeah Gabriel Byrne's not someone I've seen a great deal of. Now I try to think of all the things I've seen him in. It would be this. The Usual Suspect. The Usual Suspect. He and yeah, he's, yeah. The End of Days. Mm. Where he's a brilliant devil. Yeah, he's good. Said, he's good as the devil. The, the opening scene of him being in that restaurant and he as he walks out, he grabs that woman's tits and then just walks out and the ex- restaurant explodes behind him. It's actually quite good. So, I yeah. thought Gabriel Byrne was very good in this, but I was just wondering whether... The, it was just because he was enabled. He was being able to kind of go off on yeah, you. go off on one, go act. What was funny? Gem's going to really hate me for this, but she said his Irish accent's fucking awful. <laughs> 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 um, and, then I expl- and, I, and I sort of said, you know, baby's Irish. <laughs> but in fairness, I think what she was getting at is not his accent; it's the oldie worldy language. Mm. He doesn't seem comfortable in the use of language. Um, maybe that's why it's and it does feel it, like very period piece yeah, in terms yeah. of the dialogue doesn't it crossover language sorry in the fact that you've got Irish mixed with the New York-esque yeah. sort of it's style American of Irish, it. Isn't it but they mixed. also made up a shitload of words and terms that don't actually exist yeah mixed they made with up their gangster, own gangster lingo so, stuff mm. and all of that and it sort of gels into this otherworldly non-language way of speaking that works within the universe of the film but towards is a little alien well it's interesting you don't have a translation for it either you don't have no. anything like you know you, hi hat no, you got have the context within it yeah how it's used. don't give me the hi hat and you got to work out hi hat uh tipping your hat as you yeah. walk away from somebody you know giving them the hi hat saying fuck you basically mm. um getting smart with me obviously that's obvious but you know don't get smart in all this um whatever who else was there um yeah, just just ter- 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 terms which aren't used in everyday language, like you know, a fix and everything. Um, we'd call it a scam, but it's a fix. It's you know, these I, things which are, they seem obvious, but you do have to sort of dive into the language, haven't you? You've yeah. Again, I'm going to wind you up and say I didn't have trouble with any of it. I didn't have I any didn't trouble, have trouble with it. it. No. But you've got to. Yeah, I, got to I was. I was in it. I mean, when we watched it, you, you mean, were you, in you it. Were around Fantastic. At our house. <laughs> yeah. 
And we we got in there, all the lights were out. I was just in it. It absorbed me right away. Mm. And this be, because I know I'm sorry, you both are just so confused. Yeah, I'm saying what I'm saying, but it immersed me so much within the universe that it created that it all made sense. It all worked. And although there were some words that I thought, if I had to sit down and write out what I thought that meant, I'd be screwed. But in context, it, mm. I, oh, yeah, no, I, I felt it didn't break with. the flow. Um, I just the, sort of rolled with directed. it that those words were there. It's like when Jack D talks about reading a book and there's a character whose name you can't pronounce, but it's only you reading it, so that guy's called... <laughs> 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 and he's called that throughout the book, and that's fine, because you're just reading it to yourself. Isn't, I, it, isn't it crazy when you do read a book and... Uh, yeah, it's well crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, mad. <laughs> done an app in an hour, so I'll well, tell you that. Um, so, but you read a book and you read a character's name and then a film comes out or a television thing comes out and they pronounce the character's name differently to how you imagine. Mm. Delacroix. Delacroix. Really? Yeah, what that it was different in my head because <laughs> I read the book it's before. It's Louisiana the film. pronunciation, yeah. Delacroix, yeah. and all that. Lot. Um, and um, Paul's uh, not Paul's name. Um, the main character's uh, name John in uh, Shawsh- Shawshank. Oh. Uh, uh, Do, Andy, Andy Dufresne Andy with an S in it. Yeah, oh. Dufresne. Alexander. <laughs> Dumbass. 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 I like it. It's about a prison break. Oh, Should you file it under educational too? Have <laughs> we ever done Shawshank? Yes. We yes. Did. yes. She bunched Fancy Brown. Fancy Brown. Of course. Damn. If you want to hear that, it's in the store. <laughs> <laughs> nice link. Nice link. Nice, nicely done. Yeah. I just think a lot of this dialogue thing is about how they've been directed as well. And I, th- I think my two favourite speeches are the one at the beginning with Casper talking about ethics. Mm. He's a man of her. I love that speech. That just speech. blew me away. I was just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eh. What are you saying? It yeah. just, it really drags you I in need like. To watch it again. It's one of those it's films that I think film, you just do you need to watch over and over and over again. You can watch multiple times as well. Yeah. And enjoy it. I've watched this film so many times and every time enjoyed it. I mean, it, there's been year breaks between it or so, but, you know, I do enjoy watching this film. Mm. It's so fucking cool. I've it, just seen it the once and I feel like I'm floundering in this because even though I remember plot lines, I don't necessarily remember character development too much. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I feel like I need to go back so I get to yeah. know Tom a lot better than I feel like I do now. Yeah. To be fair, it's Tom's show. Yeah, it There's is. No, you know, none of the other characters really have much of a development apart from, you know, there are the very small arcs, but mm. it is all about what the hell is Tom going to do? Is Tom going to go back to the way he was or is he going to move forward? Is he is he going to be able to kill somebody? Is he not? Is he going to be able to get on with this world or is he not? You know, and it's all about how... See, what? I don't even think Tom knows. No, no. Well, Tom doesn't know, I mean, but... That's why he keeps losing his hat, bless yeah. him. Chasing yeah. his hat in the wind. Yeah. Nothing more daft than chasing a man chasing his hat. Exactly. But he chased it right and it turned into something else. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the yeah, the the dialogue is so fucking witty. Stuff like uh, what was it I said earlier? Um, just when he's blackmailing somebody and he says, uh, "I think a thousand. I, uh, I want some money for this in return. I think a thousand is reasonable, so I want to. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and things like that and. Some of the dialogue between Marsha Gay Harden and Gabriel Byrne was so snappy. It, it almost, like you say, rings untrue because you don't think anyone could possibly be that witty on the spot. I didn't but, like her. 
No, I no. didn't, because I think she's a very good actress. She is and a very good if actress. If I actually know that's unfair to her, there were no bad performances, really, in this film at all. No. Like, people, to get that, the dialogue that snappy is a, a gift within itself. Mm. Um, mm. It just... I was the opposite of you, Rich, completely. This yeah. film did nothing for me. It was too painful to watch. Wow. In so many ways, which really surprised me. There was a point mm. really surprised I, me. I, I, was, I couldn't be... F- couldn't be asked with the start of it. I couldn't get into it. And then there was a moment. It was where um, people try and whack Leo. Albert Finney puts yeah. out a cigar. See, I'd already seen that, pocket. which Mike Hughes showed me. I showed you that. that years ago, didn't I? Um, and that just turned it on for me. I was just like, wow, this is mm. very interesting now. So, I just. That's the point that grabbed me as well. That was yeah. when I got sucked into it um, and <clears throat> wanting to know what was going to happen next. And. Wanting to see the next brutal bit of gunplay because oh, that comes out of nowhere. A lot of things come out of left field in this film as well. Mm. Mm. Things will just happen and then they're kind of semi explained. There are also combinations of lovely little moments like when the child finds um, what's it, Rugs has been shot and you know, you don't know who Rugs is <laughs> and you don't really, you kind of like, you work that out later on but when he, j- he just reaches ever so gently forward and grabs the, the uh, Rugs' make, uh, wig off his head and pulls it off and then looks at it and then runs away and it's just mm. little... that is a That was a cool moment and that's... <laughs> Someone else thinks that they, the people that whacked him took his wig. As well, yeah, they, they took yeah, his yeah. hair! I did, like I did like that, I thought that was really cool but my biggest issue with this film was what was the point of the whole thing was it just to show that Tom's loyal I don't even think it's to show that Tom's loyal I think the point of the film is to show that Tom doesn't even know who he is what he is to anyone never mind himself who's his boss where his loyalties lie what his next action is going to be his hat losing his hat I think there's a great deal of symbolism around the hat and we were just talking about this in the car of course Um, there's that shot near the very start with the hat or is there any that that, that is in the very start. It's yeah. in a dream, but yeah. you know that thing about the there's no sillier sight than a man chasing after his own heart is a line straight out of Pickwick Papers by Dickens. Right. Um, but the Freudian analysis of a man's heart is about his uh, identifier. It's who he is, um, and it's not just uh, to show everybody else who he is. It's it's about wearing something, about owning who you are. Right. And he can never get a hold of his heart. It's blowing off. He's chasing it. His heart gets taken from him. He tries to get it back. I love that scene where he starts getting hit by Leo. Mm. And he gets knocked into some people and someone picks his heart, puts it back on, stands him back up for another hit. And he gets back. him again, stand yeah. him up, like mm. brush him off. Another hit. The heart's got to be there. Yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, the point of it is a man who has to, is forced to throw away that identity mm. in order to regain. It was forced to do it to regain his identity. Yeah, in that in that sense, he has to throw it away because Leo's fucking up, and then <clears throat> in order to get it back, he has to go through all of this rigmarole, and he has yeah. to decide whether or not he truly wants it back at the end as well. Mm. And obviously, we don't want to ruin the decision of what he actually does no. in the end. But yeah, the last couple of scenes, we have two very deliberate shots where he's got the hat. And yes, he's got the hat on, and I think you're right. I think the hat is a very potent symbol in this it's film, grounding him. You know what I mean? Definitely. Mm. Um, I know what you mean about not having a point, though. I mean, but I think that, I think that's the point. If there is one in the film, yeah, if does there all, need to be? Does there necessarily need to be? Layer cake doesn't have a fucking point, you know. Um, there's plenty of films where you just get to the end, and you think some, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, as long as it was entertaining enough. But I mean, I I can see the point in this film, mm. like we were just saying. Um, and I don't know. The I could almost see them not being likable characters if they weren't so fucking witty. Well, this is it. Right. Uh, you know, th- I think this is one of the, They're also the re- big reasons why I I found it harder to get into this than any other Coen Brother film is um, that they are so quite unlikable, really. Mm. You know? We're given nothing that makes you think, oh, that's lovely, I I, I want to get behind this guy and think, you know, go on, fella. I want to be able to like her. I want to be able to like the boss. I want to be able to like the other Italian guy who's... Mm. And you just can't, really. You're not given enough of a sweetener on any of the people to think, yeah, go for it, I'm, Mm. I'm behind you. Which is quite unlike any other Coen Brothers film, I think. I've always found somebody that I've really genuinely liked. Right. You know, like even in Fargo, I think that Steve yeah. Buscemi's character is horrific, but he's brilliant. Yeah. You know, you <clears throat> you sort of get behind him in his in his naughtiness and like him. And in Miller's mm. Crossing, I find it much more difficult to do that. Much mm. more. No, I I. Disagree. I did find it easy to like Tom. Tom is I, the exception, but still, even I still, he's got fu- things about his character that I don't like. Well, I identify with him, but I think it was just solely because he was the central character. I, I wasn't right. sort of with him the whole way, and that's why um, Bernie stole the show for me. I think there was mm. just so much more depth there for him, and so much more motivation. I think for what he was doing. It's bizarre, like you say, that you can see where they hit the writer's block in this to the extent that it does seem to sort of bring itself together in a kind of net way and, you know, fish all of its lines, you know, bring all those lines in together and yeah. not necessarily follow through on any individual's person, on person's arc, even even if it is Tom. And just sort of like seeing, oh, this would be the best way for it. It's a very clever plot line. Mm. And Tom's, oh, yeah. Tom's plan comes together so ingeniously at the end and you see what he's done and how he's done it. Mm. Um and the setup that is that's taken. But it's it. also played as if he doesn't have a clue what he's done himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. You're not sure whether or not he's done it deliberately or just all <clears> accidentally <throat> all the elements have fallen into play I don't the way know. he wants them to. I think that last shot, that very, very last shot of the film where you see the expression in his eyes, mm. that is such a measured shot on his face. Mm. And I think he did know. That's yeah. that's you know that that hat being firmly placed on his head and that just a slight view of his eye that says yes, yes that ends, yeah. this yeah. is no, perfect. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Actually, thinking about that, yeah. yeah, it did come to fruition. You know, all of this that he created, it was a very, very I deliberate am the thing. Pastry hangman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's the oh, sorry, just remembering. There's the Eat my crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> The wicked bit where he's being taken in and he's being—he's uh, about to get beaten up by the big lug of a guy, and he comes yeah, towards him, yeah. just grabs the chair and cracks him. <laughs> Jesus, Tom! Oh. And, runs off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then when he wakes up, it's just like we'll be interrogating him for a while, punching <laughs> this guy in the face, and just the way that the police force What's and the mayor—eh? What the hell is that guy in? What, the lug? Which the guy? The lug. Loads uh, of stuff. Loads of stuff. Love. Yeah. On Deadly Grand has Star, he been in? he's the guy that plays the hand slap game. <laughs> has he been in Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, Probably. he was the bad guy in Dumb he's and Dumber. He's the guy that gets killed, the isn't he? The guy they give all the tablets to. Yeah, the, the No, the, uh, the chilies. hot sauce. Chilies, chilies yeah. in the sandwich. Yeah, and it's the chilies. 
God, that's an awful film. I saw it twice at the cinema. Don't know it. <laughs> I love it. It's oh, an it's, awful well, film. I saw it twice like... at the cinema. Yeah. How did you re... You know, because I thought it was good thought. when it came out. I saw Independence Day four times. At the I saw it twice in the cinema as well. I loved Independence I, I Day. I saw First Night at the cinema. Oh! <laughs> I saw First Night at the cinema. I don't oh think... God. And hated it. I don't think First Night is that bad. Get no, out. it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. No, You're think... walking home, by the way. Explain <laughs> <laughs> why. Mainly, let me tell you, it, uh, for me, it's not good... <laughs> No, I just think it's a mildly entertaining piece. I don't think it should get slated. Number one, Julia Armand <laughs> would not go out with Sean Connery whether he was the king <laughs> or hang not. On, hang on, let's be We're fair. Talking about Any Sean woman on the planet would, would go, go out with, with Sean, Sean Connery. That, I, I will let I, you off that I, one. No, I want Granddad styling. Not really floating my boat. In points of the film. Yes, number three. Get Richard Gere water skis behind a rowboat, <laughs> wearing armor. Oh, hang on. I've got it totally confused with something else. <laughs> <laughs> See, first what? night really is shit. <laughs> Craig, what were you thinking of? Can I retract my previous statement? No, please? you want to leave the room, what don't you? What were you thinking of? Night's Tale. Tale, I knew you were going to say Yeah. It's not that bad, is it? I've no, not, I've not right, subjected actually, but it's myself saved that, by Paul Bateney. Yes. Yeah. Who is fantastic in it. As Chaucer. Yeah. Um, yes, retract that. <laughs> <laughs> but it has Heath Ledger who always fills me with fear for the have he's not a ball yeah he's <sighs> excellent for, for the five or ten minutes that he's in that film he's, he's excellent dying no, I've, I've, unfortunately I've seen Ned Kelly and that cancelled out a great deal of the work he did in Monsters Ball because that also had Orlando Bloom in uh, now don't now, there's allow the a film. Bloom there's to taint a film. the uh, they, they're actually using that to extract information from Al Qaeda <laughs> <laughs> in in Guantanamo Bay. That's what they, that the inhumane treatment they're talking about. Big fucking video screen with Ned Kelly on all day, every day. I'll tell you everything. Are you going to speak? Look at Orlando. Look at him. He's using his acting voice. <laughs> Acting face, acting eyes. What pisses you off more, the acting, acting eyes beard. or Heath Ledger's method mumbling? All of it, all of it <laughs> all pisses of it. me off. Can we have some actors, please? Well, oh, we're I... talking about things that aren't pissing you off. Why do you like Miller's Crossing? I mean, because you're... it dragged me in. Because I think the Coen brothers are... In, you see, I, I don't know what it is, because if you ask me who makes the films that I like, I'd be going a long time before I said the Coen brothers. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. I love all of their films that I've seen. Likewise. And I'm even going to include the Lady Killers in that. Because, <sighs> yeah, I know, big controversial thing, which is why I said I'm even including that. I see it as a separate entity to the original. Yeah. It's a different movie. And if you just just de-link them, it's a different movie. Granted, it's got Marlon Wayans in, who should be burned, but <laughs> they want to put him in films, fine, you know. Hang on. The, bi- the man bought his bitch to the Waffle House. That's great. I <laughs> don't on. mind that. Have you seen Senseless? No. You should see that because that is fucking hilarious. I saw Dungeons and Dragons though. <laughs> <laughs> we all went for a big excursion to the on, cinema. We're talking of different people then. All right. Who's the guy you're talking about? The guy in. No, Um, he's he generally plays loud black people. Doesn't he do Big Mama? Yeah, no, that was uh, Big Mama's house. Was uh, the other guy who likes to play loud black people? 
when Eddie Murphy stopped doing that, it created this vacuum and all these talentless people who can swear loudly <laughs> into this thing of Hollywood where they like making films with loud black people in. And I think like people are like everybody else. They're not all loud and swear, but they are in films. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? We're not all baddies, but we are in films. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, why can't we just have normal black people who don't swear a lot and say the man brought his bitch to the Waffle House? Damn. Sorry. It's, a, it's another stereotyping thing in movies that I, I think we suffer from. But anyway, I digress. I like this film because it does what they all do and it creates this little world, this little universe, and you're in it and it drags you in and everything is special there. It's not real. Mm. It's not in a place. It's not using English, so to speak, for every word. And that doesn't matter. Sorry, this is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, this really is weird. really bizarre. I feel like he's been Usually transplanted. I'm looking to you for an argument, and I'm not looking for you for the person who agrees with me. I mean, take her brother, where art thou? It's full of that stuff. It's not real. It's not set on Earth. It's as fantasy. Such. It's, it's almost fantasy. Well, it is but fantasy. it's real it's fantasy. Thomas stuff. And it, it, the way it drags you in, but, and I, they have this ability to make me just forget everything else. I don't see it as unrealistic. Isn't or, a lot of Coen Brothers stuff based on true events as well? Loosely. No. Well, no. this is... They this lied is... in Fargo. They put up a thing at the beginning of the film saying, based on true events. It's not. It's based as much on true events as there is that the snow falls in the North America. That's about the only true event. They have police who investigate, investigate crimes. crimes. People they put it up crimes. there right, to make yeah. you think they actually happened. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is, very, oh, which oh, is brother. very clever. Oh, brother was, though. No, that's based on Homer. That's, yeah, that's very, very based on Homer. Events. Robert Johnson... And this is based on something else as well, but I, you know, uh, Miller's Crossing is loosely based around a book, and I'm not going to embarrass myself by saying what I think it is because without looking it up, but it's definitely firmly rooted in something else. Mm. Well, it's not. It's not like they do pastiches or anything. They don't, and it's not like it's truly derivative pieces either, because they take whatever source they have and they make a very, very real, rich tapestry of a film, as you were saying. a completely different world mm. which you, you get dragged into and that's what they, they do do that successfully in almost every film apart from Blood Simple which I'm going back to again mm. but Blood Simple is not set in some b- bizarre fantasy world it's very much set in the real world mm. but I think that was because it was their first film and because they hadn't found their feet yet and what they sort of wanted to do with films that was going to be unique in the canon of cinema to everybody else they didn't have the success to experiment exactly much, yeah. and mm. then later on they got that success yeah. See, I think that's one of the problems that people have with the Coen Brothers version of The Lady Killers, in that it, it flits between... It's got Tom Hanks in it, full stop. That's it. Tom Tom Why do you hate Tom Hanks now? I've got a problem with him in Lady Killers. Okay. I don't hate Tom Hanks. Is it Hanks. him or is it the role? Would you hate it as much regardless of who played it? I would I would have hated a, a of remake Hanks. of The Lady Killers, no matter who had been in it, but to have Tom Hanks and uh, Hanks... Tom Hanks in the same character. Uh, Who's he? Uh, Hanks he is. Um, what's his face? Sir Alec um, uh, Guinness. Sir Alec Guinness played is. Um, he didn't. It was a, a travesty. Thing. Yeah, but <laughs> this is a different a, movie. As far as it goes, as well, like with the talent that Coen Brothers have, why do they bother doing a remake? I don't. That's something yeah. I don't understand. 
Uh, I mean, because it was. I, I think you yeah. should watch it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, and that's the only one I haven't seen. You, you, you don't understand that it, it, it happens so much more than any of the other Coen Brothers films that I've seen. So much more in this surreal sort of place. It's almost twenties America, and then there's aspects of it that are very modern, and it, it's all interwoven, mm. and. In such a bizarre, strange way. And I can see how that just pulls people right out of it. it they don't manage them. to nail the creepiness but, of the original. Yeah, but they don't attempt to. It's not They creepy. could have, though. They, they could have. made it a musical, Coen Brothers have got the you ability just... to turn anything into creepiness if they wanted to. And I just think it's, it's a shame that they missed the mark with Lady Killers. I don't think you can get at them for not making something creepy just because they can do creepy very well. I think this they should have. This is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> What? You're all just sat they, back. They can be creepy, but... The, Where's Richard? <laughs> what have you done with him? What? <laughs> Their version of the Lady Killers, was, it was only a remake in as much as you had to pay the rights for that name and some of the plot elements. So this is the problem was, with doing remakes full yeah. stop, is that you end up... You, you, half the people will be saying what that was so different to the original and then if you make something that's really similar to the original everyone says what's the point this is why you shouldn't do remakes mm. yeah just just forget the original a film that is very good but it's very dark and I didn't find it funny I've never found the original funny it's not funny it's too fucking dark <laughs> I've never seen it it's Fucking dark. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Whereas the the Coen brothers made a film about some guys who were renting a basement with an old lady in the house while they were doing a bank job. That's the similarity ends there. The characters are all completely different. Tom Hanks doesn't do a bad creepy. He doesn't do creepy. <laughs> so you can't get at him for not playing it creepy. It's not a creepy role. If Jack Nicholson had done it, he would have played it the same way. Arguably better, but that's just an individual actor thing. <laughs> if someone of equal acting ability and range to Tom Hanks had done it, it would have been the same role. It wasn't his fault. Mm. Nor the direction, nor the writing. It was He was playing a southern gentleman. Different role. And what role he did play, he played very well, I thought. Okay. Sorry. Quite speechless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I thought, and it, and it had some wonderful little still character traits in it. Still <laughs> the guy with IBS, which I thought was brilliant. As someone who's suffered from IBS, the fact that as he's about to set the bomb off, his stomach starts and he's got to go to the toilet. Regardless of the fact they've just broken into this place, they've got five minutes before they're all rumble. He's got to have a shit. <laughs> and I find that hilarious because you've been through it. I don't care what I'm doing, I'm going now. <laughs> He's brilliant when he blows his fingers off. And that's the guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson yeah, in Spider-Man. His, his like girlfriend, Mountain Girl, who's just simply called Mountain Girl, who has... Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> well, I'm going to watch it again. Give that a watch. But we'll don't watch it, watch it thinking it's going to just be a better version of the original or an updated version. I haven't not, seen the original, so a, I don't have that. You see, that's, you might do what, better for that, but... Granted, it's not one of the best. Alison, can I say I wanted but... to punch Tom Hanks in the face when I watched that film? And I like Tom Hanks. Mm. He just suffers because I, I said I role. thought he was the best actor mm. ever. No, which no, he I isn't. think it's just a, maybe a little bit. But mm. I think it's the majority. I didn't actually like the role no. itself. I didn't like the film and I turned mm. it off. Fair enough. Mm. I was going to say earlier, the um, 
the Coen brothers kind of fit into this really odd place in Hollywood in that they're sort of I would have said they are a really odd place they in are Hollywood. a really odd place in Hollywood well they just they're, they're, yeah they are it they're like the we just let the Coen brothers do what they want to do yeah, yeah. we're just going to let the Coen brothers do what they want to do make whatever film How they're going to make get to that stage and I have no you, you want to talk idea. about that you stage. make Raising Arizona that's how you do that. Martin mm. Scorsese has just signed a three-year deal with Paramount, a five-year deal with Paramount, whereby they pay him $2 million a year to get first refusal on financing his films. You want to talk about worrying about getting funding? There's a man who knows whatever shit he writes on a piece of paper, he's being paid to receive money to get it. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Fucking hell. I feel like making a film about this today, right? Can I get funding for that? Oh, wait, yes, I'm being paid to perhaps let somebody fund me. Jesus Christ. That's ridiculous. Which is great with guys like him, but you give it to the wrong guy <laughs> and you get Kill Bill. Don't get ideas, Bay. You know. <laughs> yeah. Kill Bill? Oh, John Kill Bill. Bill. To 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 well. It's in Transformers up and coming. Is he really? That'd be exciting. Can he save Bay? This might be what pushes Michael Bay over the edge to a public lynching. If he fucks up Transformers, people will march on his house (laughs) and take him in the night and hang him over a tree. (laughs) Over a tree. With with not, a not with not a kill it, just stick yeah, him. Just over put it. him on a tree, leave him. That'll learn you. <laughs> <laughs> don't Give make no more shit. Branch really far out. Don't be climbing down. He looks over. There's a cat on a branch. Just look at him, going, I don't know, mate. I just got up here, sit, sit here and wait for either. a fireman. Yeah. And Mike's choking a camel. Below. <laughs> the fireman would come. They'd rescue the cat. No, you made transformers. <laughs> Jay Freeman in Miller's Crossing is amazing, by the way. I don't Jay know, Freeman. We're still talking about that. Who's that? Uh, the, <laughs> we should do. Yeah, we should do. The Dame. 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 Yes. Which other Dane. woman is there? In there? Yeah, there's not another one. No. The, yeah, but he's dark as fuck. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah. He's the one with the absolute psychotic tendencies that I think sometimes Tom can borrow a little bit of that from the Dame. Sometimes he's totally right. He, yeah, he is. rumbles everyone. Him. He knows yeah. everything. He's on to the fucking plot line. He's yeah. like fucking on the ball. And yet you want him to die. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. He's, he's... He spells trouble. Every time we see him, there's going to be trouble. Yeah. Just a really he's the tall, biggest dude. cynic. Yeah. Ever. With a very, you know, angular, sharp face. It's so cynical, but it pays off for him in this kind of world, especially, you know what I mean? It's yeah. the scene where the, the two guys, where he's talking to Marsha Gay Harden's character, and then the two guys... Uh, two of Leo's mob run in and uh, he shoots one of them the other one runs out hides behind the door and he shoots, and shoots behind, through, through, the wall. The wall. through the wall waits him. a good two, Six three seconds, seconds yeah. you know what I mean boom the body falls down and then the other guy says he asks him where something is happening tonight and he says he gives him the answer well no he says uh, well if I tell you you'll just kill me he's like no because if you tell me and you were lying I wouldn't get to t- kill you later <laughs> so he tells him and then he says you know what Yeg I believe you and shoots him <laughs> yeah. brilliant little scene um, yeah John Polito is fantastic in it Alf- Alfred Alfred Al- Finney Albert Finney Albert Finney we haven't talked about him in there. <gasps> he's amazing he's so just Massive yeah. presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Massive. Just in fact, actually, pulls you were in. saying about Big Fish earlier on, it is worth watching for Albert Finney. Oh, right. Mm. Um, but Ewan McGregor will make you want to die. Wait till the Christmas a, show. 
Yeah. He's an amazing character actor. Yeah, he is incredible. Yeah. And just the way that he handles everything in that business-like coolness. He, it's you know, where when they try and whack him. When that the, is oh, my favourite I mean, that is an old guy. <laughs> that is an old guy standing his ground um, to uh, an onslaught. Cool. The music never flickers for me. Danny boy. Yeah, yeah, fantastic <laughs> use of music. Yeah, brilliant. Because you innocently think, oh, they're just gonna kill him. It's yeah. gonna be that simple. <coughs> they're gonna come in. They're gonna kill him. We'll cut to something else. The story will move on. The last but, thing you expect is for him to survive. Yeah. Well, or but survive not only survive in the manner that he does. Yeah, yeah. when he just jumps out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, down the back after he's killed the second gunman in the house, and the car comes along and starts firing at him, but he's just still just walking, just walking along bang, bang, in his bang. dressing gown. In his dressing gown, yeah. and then it crashes about a mile up the road, explodes, <laughs> yeah. and pulls the just cigar out, and finishes smoking. It. Yeah. Brilliant. Does he light it off the gun? Have I made that up? Yes. yes. I have an image in my mind of somebody. No, there's when Winona Ryder gets her hand burnt and uh, Christian Slater lights the cigarette off her hand. And no, I've heathers. got. Uh, yeah, I know well, what you yeah, mean. I've got the image in my yeah, mind. Yeah, we saw that the same night, didn't we? Yeah. No, 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 no it's a different night. But then firing a gun a lot and lighting the cigar off the. Oh, the Last Action Hero does that, doesn't he? Does he? He does at some point, I think. I've seen it somewhere. I was thinking, was it an Arnie film? Probably, yeah, possibly, possibly, maybe, might have been. Commando, perhaps. <laughs> no. Who knows? Commando. Not seen that for ages. Again. I think I own it, you know. Do you really? Maybe. I think it's one of those I bought thinking, I just want to see him drive the truck through the front of the armoury shop one more time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What's that, fucking dodger? So, should we go back to that scene where Totoro gets marched out to Miller's Crossing? Because oh. I, that is a key scene for that, me, I think. Gabriel Byrne does nothing in that book. He does absolutely forward. nothing. And the look on his face is amazing. Yeah, it's all about his look. It really and it's is. about Totoro begging for his life. Yeah. Mm. And you feel like he hasn't said it before. Brain yeah, he has said it before, heart. you know. Yeah. He's looking to your heart. That's a little bit of a spoilers jingle here for a second. Oh, yeah. After he does that, well, that's the thing. That's what's so brilliant about that scene. the fact that he's acting, acting, but he's acting as a really fucking good actor. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about it, when especially when you get light of it later on and he tries to do the same thing, but yeah. he doesn't quite manage to make it ring true. Yeah. And he's gone a little bit too far well, the second it's, time. It's yeah. material. It's just like, yeah. It's like, I couldn't, before, I believed yeah. it the first time I bought it. You're not having it again. What does he say? It's look into your heart. Look what into heart? your heart. I'm what praying heart? to you, look into your heart. No, but what's yeah. the response? What heart? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was brilliant. Um, the how distressed, and the when he uh, dies, I just like <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's just fucking cracking. You know, some <laughs> great little death scenes. I like the fact that John Polito's death scene isn't on screen. Um, mm-hmm. You just see him walk in, and yeah, then you hear the yeah. shots from the outside, and he's cracked his head through the banisters and it's a bizarre setup the way they yeah. set that shot up you can't quite work Look it at, out you know, you? who is that? What, that is that is John Polito isn't it what, what's, what's he done Yeah, and he's yeah. been shot and obviously fallen back and cracked through the banister but at a low point rather than a fully fledged body fall yeah. mm. which is quite weird um, the Dane's the Dane's death is fucking awesome oh, with the, the spade in the face and then the bullet in the back of the head he's also the chap who got the vicious death in Alien Resurrection where the uh 
the uh, doctor character who um, gets grabbed by one of the patients he's put a chest burster in and oh, puts oh, it over yeah. his chest and his, the chest burster goes right through his face yeah. I think it's like contra- contractual ob- obligation of J.E. Freeman to get a raw death scene <laughs> but, um, there's, there's, yeah and John Turturro's death is wicked in this as well yeah um, also I love the sequence when they go back out into the woods the second time and they're oh, trying to and, and you think oh how the fuck is he going to get out of this yeah. and he's yeah. just there throwing, throwing up, up on the side there's, there's nobody out here and then they find Mink um, mm. but of course he's shot him in the face and so he can't yeah I thought that him. was clever mm. Mm. Yeah. oh it's been one in the brain <laughs> something I try to teach <laughs> all my boys freaking <laughs> love that oh and the fat kid tell us about the fat That's kid fucking the fat kid's hilarious he slaps the fat kid in the oh, face of course the Papa, fat kid Papa. who's the son of uh, Casper mm. yeah who well you, 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 you wanted him you, didn't you you wanted to buy him or something you said I can't remember now it's all gone from my brain you talk about it's it. It's because he goes, it was, yeah, Papa, Papa, I want something. Or, you know, Papa, 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 in there. Papa, 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 shut up. <laughs> Slaps a him. It's a backhand. It's a vicious it's backhand. backhand. It's like, you take a page out of this guy's book. A little less of this. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh did somebody hit you? <laughs> yeah. He goes, kids, you got to be harsh with him. Or whatever. It's got to be rough with him. You walk a fine line with laughing at disadvantaged fat kids in movies. <laughs> because in some ways it's funny. I'd cite an example of this as the movie Bad Santa with, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Billy Bob. Name? Billy Bob. Yeah. Which Billy is Bob. a film where the comedy is derived from this pathetic little fat kid. But they overstep the mark far too much and it becomes this tragic thing that you're just watching. Abuse. That upsets you so much and this kid is just being abused and it's horrid. It's it's disturbing. But the way it's... They, they meant it to be funny and I think it's perhaps the reason why nobody has seen Bad Santa over here. <laughs> uh, because really the joke is bad. adults being repulsively horrible to this fat kid and the fact that Billy Bob likes to fuck women in the ass. Right. And that's your two jokes in the movie. Oh, and there's a, an angry midget. So, <laughs> once you've seen the angry midget and you think, well, he probably does like to fuck women in the ass. And, and yeah, then you're just left it. with this fat kid that everyone abuses and it makes you sad. It really I, does. And I did feel for that kid because... You can tell that he's he's hangs around his dad. He wants his dad's approval all the time, but he ain't gonna get any. Well, he doesn't see his dad. Well, his dad's a man of ethics. Female <laughs> grandmother, and yeah, you're back on. Back I, on I'm Miller's back on Crossing. Miller's Crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what leads to the confusion. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's a poor sodding kid. It's like which which hands the penny in? Which no, pick, <laughs> pick again, pick again. Okay, here's a penny. <laughs> yeah. Get this kid a penny, guys. <laughs> and I lo- and I do love some of the random stuff John Polito comes out with. Like actually, just before he's about to be killed, when he's walking into the, um, the <coughs> building, and he's just like, "No, you put it in cold water because what does razor do in cold water? No, hot water. What does it metal do in hot water? It retracts. <laughs> then you get a first time class shave every time, and it's just <laughs> like just random moments of dialogue which are just." He's teaching his son how to be a man, though, at the same time as being proper abusive to him. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like he hasn't got any warmth about him, but he's got ethics. I mean, the return, Dad. I was going to say, he's not expected to have a return. Yeah. Somewhat, yeah. Very severe father. Yeah. So, 
I think we've done this. We, what else have we got to talk about then? How long have we been doing this? An one, hour. Oh, you're no. just saying that. Fifty-five minutes. I think we can wrap up if no one else has got anything yeah. to say. Talk this one quite nicely through. Now, there's loads I'd like to say about this one, but I think right. there's, there's, it would just be going through scene by scene. So, yeah. well, that bit was good, and that yeah, bit was good, yeah. and that bit was good. Yeah. So there's not really much point. There's a, there's lots to see in this though, and rest assured, if you haven't seen it, you're not going to see it all in the first viewing. No, I need to no. watch it again. Oh, Seriously. the bank job, the bit where the, the, that was a brilliant explosion. And the guy, <laughs> the guy comes out with the white flag, and yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, that was awesome. And yeah, see, that's, see, that's, that, it. that's it. There's loads of it. That's all it's, it's going to be. It's jam packed this movie. So, and there's jam packed symbolism, dialogue, and yeah. just wall to wall brilliant performances. So, if it drags you in, you're in for a good time. Yeah, if not, absolutely. If not give it another <clears> go. Yeah, see what happens. Okay mm. then. Well. Housekeeping. Uh, let's start with T-shirts that we talked about t-shirts. last week. They're probably still there for pre-order. Emails. If you'd like a T-shirt, emails. But only if you'd really like one because we're going to make orders based on the people yeah. who mm. do it. Also, a competition coming up next week with a fantastic prize if it's still available. Oh, if yeah. If it's not, we apologise. But it yeah. is a fantastic prize. If not, we'll find a fantastic prize. Right, yes, guarantee a fantastic prize. That's a big... We've st- done well in not naming what it could yes, potentially yes. be. I need to know what this prize we'll is. We'll tell you. We'll <laughs> tell you. It's, it's cool. Um, um, MySpace, www.myspace forward slash movies you should see. Yep. Add your profile to us. Add uh, your profile to our individual profiles. Give us some messages. Give us some more feedback. Heat, cold, whatever you want to put on there. Heat or cold or hold. <laughs> um, whatever you want to do. So we'll take over quick, 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 quick. Vote for some podcast, don't they? If you would like to. If you want to. See, I don't usually say that, so I feel like I'm, maybe I should give this a go. Yeah, okay, my go really for like it. you to vote for us on podcast, don't It would mean a lot to us. Um, and possibly leave us some comments as well. Make us know, all feel warm inside. Do you know where I am with that now? It's like... As I said last week, I, I don't care. But then I look at all the others and I think, well, they're not better than us. We should be above them. You, you see, you do and, care, and Richard. You care very Maybe deeply. I do care. You and do care. I know it means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. It validates nothing. Being in the top ten is fantastic, it is. though, because and it does get us that little bit more exposure. And we thank you for us there. Yes. And we really do appreciate Those of you it. Those take the time to vote every month. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. How we're it's doing about good. getting people to vote from the Labour Party? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was was it 60 time... odd votes last month? That's more than they get. <laughs> <laughs> so the more times you vote, the less times I have to go round to friends' houses to vote on their computers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a time issue. Yeah, you know really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, think of um, us. We've got links <laughs> everywhere. You know, if you're on our pages, there is really no Just excuse to seconds. not have entered your email address yeah. and press click. A little box. Some will people think this is phone. shameful to ask for this. It's shameful. If you like something. I think you should tell somebody else. Tell somebody else. Oh, there are desktop wallpapers you can download. We've never (laughs) mentioned that on a show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was had some spare time while I was in Kuwait. Tell us about your design idea for these. Um well the idea was to have because the pictures were so serious and the show isn't, the idea was to have some sort of hilarious caption, you know, about how serious the faces were and how they don't reflect the show at all. The problem is I'm not funny. So what we ended up with was pictures of everybody's faces looking really serious and quotes. I like the quotes. The quotes I'm happy good. with them. Yeah. Yeah, the quotes are good. 
So, so there we go. So you so want to look at our ugly mugs on your desktop every yeah. day? I don't know why I created them. They're, they're just there. No, no I like them. I'm like full them. support of them. I've got mine Craig's on, our, on the desktop. <laughs> you really? Yeah. Times gone by, there would have been a movie you should see screensaver. And then but, silence. But not anymore. But not, but anymore. not anymore. Well, maybe one maybe. day. I don't know. It's just we something. We don't know. I have uh, thought people about... People don't like uh, anymore. I thought people about a widget. Do you know what I should do? I should do another... I should do like a... Uh, a graphical advert that we can email out with the RSS feed and Fridays on it that would be quite cool Fridays. or Saturdays, Saturdays when the show's out yeah. is it out Saturday now so yeah. I've been away for so long Welcome you've been back. on Saturday what, what day is it today Tristan only one Saturday I don't know it's a Saturday is it really believe yeah. it or not yeah. oh. it's Saturday we did okay. Saturday so we could go all day instead of to three in the morning when we're sort of poking Craig with a stick <laughs> <laughs> It was when we were doing Back to the Future 3 and I said, what do you think, Craig? And he went... <laughs> I actually was. <laughs> well, the, the, the first time we did it, anyway. Yeah. Okay, is that all we've got to say? No, that's all we've um, got to say. Um, if you haven't shows. joined the forums yet, please yes, do. Yes, it's been please. really busy of late and we're loving it. Yes. We're really <laughs> loving <laughs> it. Join us and abuse Mike for free. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. Let's have an eight-way group hug. <laughs> yes, that would, yeah, I'll spoon you all into this. Yes. Group. Okay. <laughs> and check out our other podcasts that we're all on. Uh, the one with us. The Weekend Watches. Yeah, Weekend Watches. One check with me out and the you. Website, yeah. yeah. That'll be on simplysyndicated.com slash Weekend Watches. Yeah. That's a definite. I haven't decided what the NSS is. And then you've got Make It So, which Make is so. you guys. The world's podcast. premier Star Trek podcast. No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we are. I could only find one other. He's pretty good, though, actually. You should listen to it. Yeah. I'll not plug him on this show. <laughs> but it is, there is one other show about Star Trek, and it's very good. But it's it's the difference between us and the film podcast where it's just one guy on his own. It's just yeah. one guy on his own. Right. So We have our wonderful three-way dynamic. Some, which often two-way. Often two-way. Some of us can't stay in the country. He didn't know it was Saturday today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me right? a break. I can't. <laughs> when when anyone emails that me, about, can't tell their asshole from their elbow. Yeah, I'm always sitting on my elbows. All you people who email me to go, when's the show coming out? Is it out yet? See what we have to work with here. I know it's my fault, and I apologise. One time we turned up here to record, and he went, "Are we recording?" <laughs> We've travelled eighty miles. Is that, sorry, I'm, I'm working. Yeah, can't. I wondered why you wanted to film, why you wanted to record at my place. Yeah. I'm busy. Yeah, we'll put two and two together. <laughs> I came up with eight. Right and, then. Oh, and an eight-way well. spooning hug. Eight-way spooning hug. Cyber hug. Um, it kind of sounds like this. Uh, oh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> the feeling of no lobe. Anyway, we will see you next week. Next week. Yes. yes. Wicked. Take care. See you and everything. Yeah, bye-bye. Great, bye-bye. the prize is wicked. Bye.